The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. And greetings, friends around the world. Think carefully. What is the world's most vital need right now? Is it more money? Is it more medicine and new drugs? Is it more food or water? What? The answer is that this world's most vital need right now is righteous government. That's right. Even here in America, our out-of-control spending for decades has brought our nation to the edge of a genuine financial crisis. United States Senator Mark Warner says, and I quote, we're approaching financial Armageddon, end quote. Senator Joe Manchin declares that our national debt and deficit are a, quote, fiscal titanic, end quote. And ten former chairmen of the White House Council of Economic Advisers warn of a crisis that could, quote, dwarf, end quote, the debt collapse of 2008. Think about it. All around the world, governments are effectively stealing from their own people by printing funny money, by confiscating businesses, and by brutally suppressing their own people. Picture the raging rebellion and riots which have just taken place in Egypt, Tunisia, Syria, Yemen, Bahrain, and elsewhere all over this world. Men and women are literally crying out, my friends, for righteous government. Is there a hope for righteous government that is going to come? What about you and your family? Are you preparing for what lies just ahead? Stay tuned. My friends, do you really believe that the Bible is inspired by Almighty God? Do you think that God says what He means and means what He says in the Bible? Remember, about one-fourth of the inspired Bible is prophecy. So what does God's Word tell us about the future of government on this earth? Notice what Almighty God told ancient King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Turn to Daniel, and remember Jesus quoted Daniel as part of the Word of God, which it certainly is. This is the mind of God. This is what God says about government when you understand it. Turn to Daniel in your Bible. Follow me. Check up on me. Prove these things from your own Bible, and you'll see how these ancient prophecies tie right in with what's happening today and what's going to happen in the months and the years just ahead of us. Daniel chapter 2 and beginning verse 37. Nebuchadnezzar had seen a great statue, and of course it had gold at the top and silver and then bronze, and then of course at the bottom iron and lesser worth metals. Now Daniel is interpreting that dream. Verse 37, You, O king, are a king of kings, for the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And wherever the children of men dwell, or the beasts of the field and the birds of the heaven, he has given them into your hand and has made you ruler over them all. You are this head of gold. But after you shall arise another kingdom inferior to yours. And then he says another third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over the whole earth. And the fourth kingdom, 
And most scholars recognize that the fourth kingdom was the Roman Empire that had various revivals and is still having revivals when you understand it, my friends, right down to our time now. The fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron inasmuch as iron breaks in pieces and shatters all things. And like iron that crushes, that kingdom shall break in pieces and crush all the others. It took over the whole Mediterranean world at that time. Yet it was brutal. It did not have the coherence. It did not have the unity. It did not have the beauty that the others had, but it had more military power. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay... So the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw the iron mixed with clay, they will mingle with the seed of men. That is, different groups will mingle together, different ethnic groups, but they will not adhere to one another. Just as iron does not mix with clay, it does not produce the strength of a completely unified group of people. And in the days of these kings, what kings? The final kings, the ten toes of the Roman Empire that are about to rise up in Europe, and you will live to see it, many of you, most of you, as the ten in the days of these kings, the ten toes, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom. The great God of heaven is going to intervene and set up a government, my friend. He's talking about real governments here. And the final government, the fifth kingdom, is the kingdom of God under Jesus Christ as King of kings and Lord of lords. He's going to set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. And it shall stand forever, the kingdom of God. Now let's notice Daniel's own dream. He had a dream about this thing and added some other points to what was given in the dream of Nebuchadnezzar. Turn to Daniel chapter 7 now. Daniel 7, beginning in verse 1. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head while on his bed. Then he wrote down the dream, telling the main facts. Daniel spoke, saying, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven were stirring in the great sea, and the four great beasts came up from the sea. So four great beasts, beasts are often used to describe Gentile kingdoms throughout the Bible, Four great Gentile kingdoms came up from that area of the Mediterranean, each different from the other. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. It was fast, but had the power of a lion. Suddenly, another beast, like a bear, it was raised up on one side and had three ribs in its mouth. This is the uh, Medo-Persian Empire. And they said, thus arise, devour much flesh. And after this... Another king, kingdom comes up. This is the Greco-Macedonian Empire, Alexander the Great, which moved very swiftly like a leopard. And after this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast. So here again comes that fourth beast, the Roman Empire, which was to last down to our time. Like a, this fourth beast comes up, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces, and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little one, coming up among them. When you understand this is a religious horn that comes up in the middle of the other horns, 
before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking pompous words. I watched till thrones were put in place and the Ancient of Days was seated. Here is Christ coming. Ancient of Days finally comes and his garment was white as snow. So Christ finally comes at the end of this Roman Empire, which had, of course, finally ten horns and climaxed in the coming of Jesus Christ. Now notice Revelation, if you would, Revelation chapter 11, and I'm going to read here in verse 15. It's describing the time of the seventh trumpet. And there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. Christ shall reign forever and ever over whom? The kingdoms of this world. A coming world government is going to bring peace such as the world has never had before. Genuine peace. At this point, my friends, I want to offer you a free copy of one of our most inspiring booklets, a most inspiring booklet. It's entitled, The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like? This booklet goes into great detail and greater detail than I can do on this short program. The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like? will explain how the soon coming government of God will affect your life and how you can prepare this booklet will describe the real joy and peace the result from righteous government and provide details of your part in God's plan. So call or write today and request your free copy of The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like? You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Just ask for the booklet on The World Ahead. That's all you need. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Now back to our topic. What is the world's most vital need? My friends, this world is on its way to cosmicide. Jesus Christ said so. Notice what Jesus prophesied in Matthew chapter 24, beginning in verse 3. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to Jesus privately, and they asked, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age? And Jesus answered, Take heed that no one deceives you. Then he describes wars and rumors of wars and world wars. And then he said there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes. Down in verse 21, he says, For then will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world to this time, known or ever shall be. Let's not just ride right over that. 
That is powerful. There's never been such a time in all human history, Jesus said, and unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. All human beings would be obliterated from the face of this earth. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. So the nations of this world, under their human governments, would absolutely destroy all humanity unless the God of heaven intervenes. Jesus Christ said so. That's what he said. The human governments of this world are nearly all corrupt. They're inefficient and they are godless in their approach. They do not serve the God of the Bible at all. Would you like to have a government without corruption, without all these people reaching into the government till and robbing us and taking away everything, which is revealed constantly in almost every nation on earth? Would you like to have highly intelligent leaders who truly love their people and are willing to make good decisions? Think, that is the very thing Jesus said to pray for. Notice Matthew 6 and beginning in verse 9, Jesus said, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. That's the first thing to pray for. A kingdom is a government. And brethren, we need to understand and to cry out for the coming government of God to come and save us from ourselves. Notice Revelation chapter 19, beginning in verse 11. John writes, Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and who sat upon him was faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges. Christ comes to rule in righteousness, in love and kindness and mercy and wisdom. In righteousness he judges and makes war. That's how Christ is coming. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His head had many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except for himself. He was clothed uh, with a robe dipped in blood, his own sacrifice. And his name is called the Word of God. He is the Word, the revelation from God. The armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him. And out of his mouth came a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. He's going to have to, my friends. When you read about these brutal dictators through the Middle East and Africa and South America and Asia and all over the world, crushing their people, raping women by the thousands. I just read a clipping on that the other day. It's just awful. It's almost indescribable what is happening in some of the nations of this earth. And cruelly putting their people down and starving them and beating them and killing them He's going to have to come back to deal with those kind of individuals and he shall rule with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is the king over the other kings. Who will the other kings be? Turn to Revelation chapter 2, verse 26. God says, He who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, who are willing to do what God says, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. Yes, the true saints, those who really overcome and grow in grace and in knowledge and have God's character, they will assist Christ in ruling. And they also will have to rule with a rod of iron to straighten out the mess that this world is getting itself into, that the governments of this world are getting us into. 
He shall rule them with a rod of iron, the overcomer, as the potter's vessel shall be broken in pieces, as I also have received from my father. Jesus also received this, and he also, of course, will rule with a rod of iron as king of kings. Notice now Revelation 5, and beginning in verse 9. They, the saints, sing a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you, Christ, obviously, were slain, and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. We shall reign on the earth for 1,000 years. Your Bible says that. It says that over and over in many different places. A coming government is going to be put over this whole earth with Jesus Christ as King of Kings. Notice Luke 19, verse 11. Christ spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought, that is, many of Christ's followers thought, that the kingdom of God would appear immediately. They knew it was going to be a real government. They just thought Christ would come with an army and kick out the Romans. They thought it was going to come right then. He didn't say, so put a set up in your heart. He didn't say it's an emotional feeling, a warm feeling in your heart. Notice what he did say. Therefore, he said, and he gives this parable about a nobleman, went to a far country to receive a kingdom and to return. He called ten servants, delivered them ten minus, ten measures of money, and told them to use it. Do business till I come. Increase what I give you. We could say in a Christian sense, use your time, your talents, your strengths to serve God. Overcome and serve people till I come. But his citizens hated him. The Jews hated him. Still a sent a delegation after him saying, we will not have this man reign over us. And the world as a whole has been saying that ever since. And so it was when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants to whom he'd given the money to be called that he might know how much each one had gained by trading. And then came the first saying, Master, your mina, your measure of money, has earned ten minas. He'd increased what God gave him by tenfold. He'd overcome. He'd grown in grace and knowledge. He had served. He'd developed the character of God. And he said, Well done, good servant, because you were faithful and a very few things. Go off to heaven, play on a harp with nothing else to do. Think, is that what Christ said? Read this in your Bible. Here's what Jesus Christ, the Christ of the Bible said. He says, because you were faithful in a very little, have authority over ten cities. Rulership, the government of God, righteous government on this earth, ten cities. The second came saying, Master, your mind has earned five minas. This man didn't overcome quite as much. So his reward is proportionate. He said to him, you also be over five cities. My friends, this should be the goal of all true Christians, having a part in the coming kingdom of God, the government of God, God's spirit-born family ruling this earth and bringing peace and joy in a way the world has never had to that extent. Why isn't this preached in so-called mainstream Christianity? Why don't you hear that in most churches today? Why? Think. Turn to Micah now, chapter 4. Turn to Micah 4, beginning in verse 1. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days. When is the latter days? That's the time leading right up to Christ's return, as it's described over and over in the Bible. 
that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains, and he shall be exalted above the hills, and people shall flow to it. And many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of God. And of course, the word mountain throughout the Bible means kingdom, government, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways. Notice, in God's kingdom, people will learn God's ways. And we will walk in his paths, for out of the Zion, the law shall go forth. The law of God. What does the law of God tell you? It tells you how to love God. It tells you how to love your neighbor. So we have an entire government here based on love, outflowing concern, a time of peace and prosperity and joy. The word of the Lord shall go forth from Jerusalem. He shall judge among many nations, rebuke strong nations. Notice they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Peace. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Young men have to be taught to fight and to kill. They won't be taught that anymore. Satan will be banished. It will be a time of absolute peace and prosperity and joy. But everyone shall sit under his vine, under his fig tree. Yes, they will have personal property. It won't be communism. They will get to receive the fruits of their labor under his vine and his fig tree. And no one shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the eternal of hosts has spoken. God has spoken. This will result from Christ's righteous government. People will no more be oppressed, tortured, raped, and enslaved. It all comes back, my friends, to righteous government. Again, I want to offer every one of you this very inspiring and eye-opening booklet on what the world will be like soon. This inspiring booklet, my friends, is entitled The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like? And it will be sent to you absolutely free upon your request. It goes in even greater detail than I can on this brief program the world ahead, what will it be like, will explain how the soon-coming government of God will affect your life and how you can prepare. This booklet will describe the real joy that will result when that government comes. So call or write today and request your free copy of this wonderful, encouraging, inspiring booklet, The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like? To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Finally, my friends, notice this inspired description of tomorrow's world under the righteous government of Jesus Christ and His true saints. Notice Psalm 72, and even the editors recognize here this is talking about Christ's government. 
Notice Psalm 72. Let's read a number of verses here, starting in verse 1. Give the king your judgments, O God, and your righteousness of the king's son. He will judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. The mountains will bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. He will bring justice to the poor of the people. He will save the children of the needy, and he will break in pieces the oppressor. The oppressors will be broken in pieces when Christ comes back. He will take action. He will straighten things out. There will be peace. There will be honesty. There will be incorruption. There will be justice. Notice verse 7. In his days the righteous shall flourish and abundance of peace until the moon is no more. A glorious time. Think about that. Notice verse 11. Yes, all kings shall fall down before him. Yes, Christ will be king of kings, king over all the other kings under him. And the other kings will be the righteous saints, not carnal dictators. They will be the righteous saints of God, and hopefully that will include many of you. If you will decide to do what God says, to listen to this program, to prove these things to yourself, and to get your life lined up with what the Bible actually says, what the Bible says, not what people's imagination says. So it says here in verse 11, All kings shall fall down before him at that time. All nations shall serve him, for he will deliver the needy when he cries, the poor also unto him who has no helper. He will spare the poor and the needy and will save the souls of the needy. He will redeem their life from oppression and violence and precious shall be their blood in his sight. He will love human beings. He will help those who are in trouble. He will have mercy on everyone. This will be the result of righteous government. Will you actually believe the true gospel? Because the gospel Jesus brought was the gospel of the kingdom of God. Just look up scriptures about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. Over and over, that's what the Bible talks about. Not just believing in Christ. That's important. He's your Savior. He's the way into the kingdom. He's the king of the kingdom. But the main message he's preached was not just about himself, but the coming kingdom of God from one end of the Bible to the other. The coming government of God. Will you personally, my friends, begin to seek God, the God of the Bible, and prepare to do your part in Christ's coming government and fulfill the purpose for which you were, for which you were created, the purpose for which you were born, Think about it. Again, be sure to call or write for our truly eye-opening booklet, The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like? Just ask for the booklet on The World Ahead. You truly need this inspiring booklet. It will be sent absolutely free upon your request. So call right now before you forget. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Again, tune in every week to Tomorrow's World program. On this program, you will gain precious information and insights available nowhere else. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events and of the exciting prophecies of Tomorrow's World. We also invite you to join our guest presenters, Wallace Smith and Rod King, who will give you special perspective and insight on vital biblical topics. So be sure to join us again next week right here at this same time. See you right here next week. 
to receive this program's offer absolutely free. Or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.